lots to talk about. Um, I guess we'll start with yesterday's big news that uh, we'll be maybe playing baseball and softball this season. Um, I see a dog down there now. Um, uh, so, you know, to me, I think it might be the biggest news um, that has come out from uh, the association or the union since the, uh, the end of six player basketball, uh, you know, in, in impact and, and maybe in surprise, um, you know, you guys' thoughts on that. Go ahead, boys. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's been a more anticipated decision either way. Um, for a long time. And it's interesting that you use six player, basketball everybody knows how monumental that was um and that change uh this is something uh either way it was going to be a decision uh, you know the spring was a was a was a historical uh moment i think for iowa sports and this is this is just as as big if not bigger um just because of everything that surrounds this decision and the uncertainty about how they got here, why they got here, and even how to proceed now that they're, you know, they're planning for a season that, you know, these teams are starting to make plans to, to start practice on June 1st. I was, uh, I was stunned. And, uh, because, you know, you, <laughs> you guys, you know, talked to probably more people than I did uh, last week. But um, the people I talked to said, no way. Uh, then this was like late last week, um, that it wasn't going to happen. It just, the timing wasn't right. Um, I got the impression maybe association wasn't necessarily all on board. Um, but I think that announcement yesterday from the governor may have just changed everything. Um, I don't know what you guys think, but when the governor says, okay, yeah, you guys can start practicing uh, softball and baseball uh, June 1st, if you want, you know, what, what, what's the association and the union supposed to say after, right. after that? Uh, yeah, maybe they, I'm wrong. I think they, just, I think they, what's that, Lindy? They pretty much had to say yes, I think. So, yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting. It's interesting that you put it that way, uh, JJ, because coaches that I talked to yesterday said four days ago they would have said no. Yeah, they yeah exactly. Season. I mean, that, that's four days ago. Yeah. And these are people that are supposed to be in the loop and, you know, I try hope I'm not uh, – stepping out of bounds by sharing this, but we both saw the notes that were distributed from an advisory meeting, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, we both got the same impression from that. Some the, of the, mood was, some of the, the mood was somber, wasn't that yeah, how it was described? Exactly, yeah. exactly. And, and some of the things that were mentioned made you think, yeah, there's, there's no way. There's, there's no way plans are going to move forward. And then for this to happen, you know, and, and how things changed 
you know, within the last four to seven days and people deciding or thinking, okay, no, maybe, holy crap, this is, okay, it's, this is a possibility. And then, you know, and I don't know what you guys thought. I, I still thought, or I expected the governor to say, you guys can start, you know, because I'll, I'll just say it, it seems like a lot of decisions have been made to leave the well-being up to yourselves, you know, that the responsibility is placed in the individual's hands. So expected them to say, you guys can start June 1st, but it was, it was cloudy of whether or not uh, the association or union would actually go ahead, even with the okay. And then to have it accelerate the way it did to where in the afternoon they're saying, Hey, we're, we're going to do, we're going to do this. Um, it just kind of blew my mind. How much do you think the, uh, that Eric Stenberg's letter may have kind of put people at ease saying, you know, he, he's a doctor, he knows more than we do. Uh, he's been, you know, he's been in the ER seeing what, uh, the virus has done. And for him to say that, uh, you know, we, we can do this in a, at a safe level, do you think, because I know he sent that letter that we got, he sent that to the union and the association. And I don't know, I don't know if the governor saw it, but, you know, do you think that that had any impact at all about the way things accelerated? I don't think it, I, I honestly, honestly think this was, this was, well, this is only happening because of what Governor Reynolds said yesterday. That's that's my opinion. Uh, maybe maybe uh, Eric's letter um, made it a little easier for the association, and the union, to say yes. I don't know, um, but I don't think any. I don't even think we're podcasting about this today without um, you know Kim Reynolds coming out publicly and saying, "Yeah, go ahead and start start playing ball if you want to." That's that's just my feeling. I don't know. You know. I think we're maybe where uh, I think JJ brings up a good point, but I think maybe where Eric's uh, letter comes into play is how they're moving forward now. Um, I think the impact that his letter will be is how they deal or how the guidelines have been, you know, what, what do we do or what, what can we do? Because I still got the feeling from a lot of coaches yesterday, they don't know how this stuff is going to work. You know, how are we going to deal with, you know, the dugouts during games? And now they're told that, you know, uh, we can't have we, – we can't use the dugouts during practices. Okay, so what do we do? You know, uh, one Metro coach said that's where we have all our meetings. You know, now are we – you know, how do we space out 25 guys in the, in the field? You know, or are we doing it in the bleachers? What you know, we're not supposed to use the bleachers, but they're they're not sure how that's going to work. And maybe uh, Eric's guidelines and, and the things that he mentioned come into play as they figure out how they're going to execute um, these measures. I think one thing they're going to have to do. I think they're going to have to reduce roster sizes for for each game you know only dress 14 or 15 kids and some kids are just just going to have to rotate and I, I i think 
I think the days of having 22 kids or 18 kids on a roster for any certain game, I, I, I just don't think that's going to happen this year. Well, especially road games when you're traveling on a bus. You know, uh, and I was talking to Kyle Rodenkirk yesterday about this. You know, they're, they're going to have to figure out, you know, how are we going to load our roster on a bus and travel an hour and a half to, to Dubuque or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, you might see travel teams that are – or something like that to where, yeah. you know, you only dress 12 to 15 guys for a trip up there, you know, and yeah. then. And are, are you going to take three buses to take 15 kids somewhere? And that's, that's, well, that it's not only that, but look at the Tri-Rivers Conference guys that, that they play baseball and softball games simultaneously uh, at, a, at the same site. So what are you going to do? Like say North Lane has to go to Calamus Wheatland, just throwing out an example. Uh, what are you going to take? Six buses, <laughs> three for the girls and three for the boys. You know, one so. thing I would do with with, with these small conferences, to, I, I would cut down on travel. I say the East Division is just going to play the East Division. The West Division is just going to play the West. Uh, we're not going to have Mid Prairie going to Bellevue, and uh, I, I just think that's what uh, one thing I would do. I would I would cut down on travel. And uh, because you're not going to be playing everybody in a 13 or 14 or 16 team league anyway. That's where there's so many questions. Um, and to me, I, I use the word, it just feels rushed. But they've got, what do they have now? Nine days, 10 days to figure this whole thing out. And that's who's going to play, who's not going to play, what the schedules are going to be, um, you know, how this whole thing is going to look. Um, did I lose myself? Hold on a second. No, no, you're there. You. you can still see me? Yeah, I see. Good. Okay. All right. Uh, I can't see myself, which is probably a good thing, but, um, there we go. You know, they, they don't have much time here to figure out what seems to me like a million pieces to this puzzle. So, um, that's the only thing I worry about is that this is, you know, at this just feels to me a little bit rushed. Um, but, you know, there's a lot smarter, hell of a lot smarter people out there than, than me. And, you know, that's their, their job here in the next 10 days or whatever it is to, to figure out all these particulars and, and to make this thing go. The MVC has a schedule ready. They, they've got a 14-game Mississippi division schedule and a 14-game Valley division schedule ready. Uh, that was with the assumption that they would be starting on the 22nd. Uh, they're starting on the 15th now, so they've got a little bit more time to kind of um, air those games out, spread them out. So, and then they can play whoever else they want to play on the sides. And you bring up a good point. I sure hope they spread those games out instead of expanding how many games you can play. Especially yeah. in baseball, when arms and pitching limits are are, are kind of uh, uh, a big deal, um, you know, I, I know some coaches will say, "Hey, if we can play twenty five games, we're going to play twenty five games, regardless of what the time span is." You know, that's whether that's good, bad. Or that's different. a lot of games. You know, that's it's something that needs to be looked at. Hey, you know, we got a short amount of time and. You know, 
let's not put kids in a position where, you know, they're possibly going to get hurt, especially when you don't maybe have that preparation time, you know, because they haven't even had, you know, club teams or, or spring leagues to, to play in. You know, yeah, there's been the there's been no contact whatsoever, right? Between coaches and players and players and players. So, um, guys, oh, there has been a lot more thrown on the plate of coaches with this, right? Would without you a doubt, everything. Oh, without, without a doubt, and to to be honest, I think the majority of it's just resting on their shoulders now, right? Um, you know, everything that's going to need to be done with these players kind of managing possible symptoms and even the, uh, the results or, or, uh, you know, what, what could happen, you know, if somebody does get sick, it's going to fall right on the coach's shoulders. And I know there are some coaches that they will, will do whatever. There are some coaches, I don't want to, I don't want to, be responsible for that you know uh, it's it's definitely I, I think uh Rodenkirk was the one that said it that uh you know we're not going to be able to coach this year the way we normally have you know this is this is kind of a historical thing we're going to coach differently than we ever have before and you know one thing that I thought was interesting talking to one of the, the area coaches. He felt like baseball was being a guinea pig, that they wanted to do something like this. So when fall comes around, they already have something to build off of when football and fall starts for the next academic year. I totally um, agree. Yeah. And I think there's some validity to that, that this is yeah. a, hey, we'll see what works. Yeah, what didn't work. You know? No, I totally agree, KJ. I think that's that's a great point. Um, uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, it, 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 it is – these two are the easiest sports other than, you know, running, I guess, cross country maybe or things like that to, to be able to try this out, so to speak. Uh, because you really – you know, naturally you're kind of spaced out a little bit, especially uh, in baseball with, with the huge fields and, and things like that, and, um, you know. Like you said, KJ, it's like, all right, well, let's see what they can look back at it and say, all right, what did, what worked here? What didn't work? Um, you know, now maybe we can apply this to, to the fall with swimming, cross country, uh, football, and, uh, you know, things like that. Volleyball, uh, obviously as well. So some of the questions that I had, what, and you go crazy playing the what if game. What happens when somebody on a team does have symptoms or tests positive? What's what's going to happen then? Is the team does the entire team go into quarantine for fourteen days? What happens to their slate of games? You know, and if it's baseball, what if that happens July tenth? Mm -hmm. You know. Um, what happened, you know, say they test positive on a Tuesday, what happens to the team they may have played on Monday? Mm -hmm. You know, that team 
considered exposed? Do they have to go into a 14-day quarantine as well? You know, is that something, uh, you know? What happens if it comes at the state tournament? Yeah. And that's another thing, too. You, you were talking about, uh, you know, high schools with softball and baseball games being held at the same time. Districts. Districts in baseball has it's been four teams at a site, you know, especially for for district uh, games, you know. How how do you manage and, and regulate that? You know, and you know, what state gonna look like, you know? Um, do they play all at Principal Park? Is Principal Park gonna be available? Do you try to space the teams out and maybe go to a, a one year where you return to Carroll and Marshalltown or, you know, maybe even have four different sites for each class so the teams aren't huddled together and make it a shorter state tournament? I, I don't know. Keating said that uh, they were pretty pretty much married to uh, keeping everything in Des Moines, okay. staying at Bristol. All right. Well, that's a big park. Um I honestly can say, unfortunately, I've never been to, to Fort Dodge, but that's compact, right, Jeff? No. Um, no? They, it's spread out? No. They've, got, uh, they've got a set of bleachers right behind home plate, uh, a set of bleachers on down the first and third base uh, baselines where the uh, team's parents and fans usually sit. Uh, behind is kind of a hodgepodge of where a lot of people sit. But then they've got – uh, bleachers of probably that you could probably fit 40 to 50 people all the way across the outfield. Uh, they probably got about 10 of those, two or three of those down the outfield lines. Uh, I think, I don't think it, it would be a problem to these um, people out pretty well there. Uh, correct me, correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't bleachers supposed to? be out of the question for fans. To oh, you mean you're supposed thought, to bring your own chairs and stuff? Yeah. Uh, I, th I, I thought I think I, behind the plate, yes. Uh, yeah. I think I think people are just gonna have to spread out in lawn chairs. Um, but you know again in baseball and softball you've got a lot of room in the outfield. You should. So I don't know. Guys we know that uh, the Des Moines public schools won't be playing. That was decided shooting in the spring right that they weren't going to have summer sports um how many yeah. other how many other schools school districts do you think are going to opt out if any i'm going to guess that we have about 80 percent 80 percent go and 20 percent don't that's my guess i could i have no idea <laughs> i was just throwing I it out there so yeah, I have no idea, but I think where it's going to come into play is, you know, obviously with the smaller schools, you know, uh, what what happens when your roster numbers are, are pretty low to begin with, mm -hmm. and then you have people that aren't comfortable with playing because there are going to be kids or parents that aren't going to be comfortable with what's going on and right. they're not going to want to play. And like you mentioned, KJ, these kids shouldn't be shunned or made fun of or anything because everybody's got a decision to make, whether you want to play or not, and that's cool. 
Right, but you know what? It's going to happen. Yeah, unfortunately, and, you're probably right. I think uh, one of my posts, people are petty and stupid, and there are going to be people that are, are going to get a hard time for not playing. There are going to be people that are going to get a hard time for letting their kids play. And for that, uh, you know, shame on those people. Um, you know, it, it's a tough decision either way, I'm, I'm sure, for a lot of people. So that that needs to be nipped in the bud. But some of these smaller schools can't afford to have two or three people not go out. And that could, right, right there, that could determine we're going to have a team or, or no, we're not. You know? So, I'm not sure it's just the smaller schools. I mean, there's some, some 3A, 4A schools that have, hey, we've got, we got 12 kids out in grades 8 through 12. So, you know what, and I, I think a lot of them might be in trouble. That's true. And, you know, I was talking to a coach last night uh, from a, a larger school. He goes, I have no idea, you know, because I even mentioned the smaller schools could do that. He goes, I don't, he goes, I don't have a gauge right now of, of who's comfortable in playing or who will be out. So he didn't even know, like you said, the bigger schools, you know, we'll see. And, you know, we've seen 4A schools that, you know, kind of had a, a patchwork team by the end of the season because of injuries and stuff. And now, you know, this is something, you know, similar. Uh, you just don't have the bodies to begin with. And we'll Here's see. a weird equipment question. Um, okay, so we know the baseballs or the softballs are supposed to be rubbed down, right, after – after each pitcher uses them for an inning, is that is that the the exact protocol? Or if a foul ball goes in the stands or something like that, they're supposed yeah. to be rubbed down, right? I think so. Um, man, they keep rubbing those balls down. They're going to be like mush by the time the uh, sixth <laughs> and seventh inning rolls around, right? So, no, no, serious. I mean, you, you're probably going to have to buy that many more baseballs. What do you do about BP baseballs and softballs? Are you going to keep using those? That's against the spirit of, of this, right? Mm -hmm. Theoretically, you, you know, you're supposed to be, um, you know, using different softballs and baseballs as much as possible. So, I don't know, it's just little weird stuff like that, that that's kind of popped into my head. And obviously, they want kids to use their own bats, but not everybody has their own bat, right? Right. Correct. Oh. <laughs> And, and let's face it, uh, schools, it's not like schools have tons of money. Uh, they don't have a lot of, that many extra dollars to be able to spend and just say, oh, what do you need? All right, here, go get it. You know, mm -hmm. budgets are, are tight, you know, and especially for, for spring and summer. How many, you know, you know, baseball coaches, JJ, that have done things on their own you know, and, and had to rely heavily on parents uh, for stuff, you know. It's going to put a strain on a lot of people for in a lot of different ways. And, you know, it, it's funny you mentioned, uh, you know, BP practices. You know, coaches aren't just going to grab a bucket of balls and, you know, a bag of balls, go to home plate, say so take the field and start hitting grounders. You know, uh, infield practices, there's going to be a lot 
lot of hoops to jump through just to be able to do that, you know. I think you'll maybe what what'll happen is you're just going to have a lot of people sanitizing themselves after every drill. I, I'm serious. I mean, after oh, you're you know, right. We, we've done ground balls. Okay, go drink water. Go go wash your hands. We'll we'll take we'll we'll get get on to the next thing. The only reason why I giggle have you guys seen the the viral video of the uh, the quarantine baseball. Where the guy fields the ground ball at first, goes to throw it, stops, runs over, gets a disinfectant wipe from a <laughs> thing on the ground, wipes the ball, and then throws it. Um, and he's wearing a mask. And that's another thing, too. And I, I think this was something that came up uh, with multiple coaches yesterday, right? Uh, they all mentioned that they're excited to play, right? Or, or this is great. Um, as long as it doesn't affect the integrity of the game. Right. Exactly. And, but that, you know, that varies, uh, you know, that definition of integrity of the game varies and, you know, it went so far as the, you know, kids wearing, you know, uh, face masks, not like shield face masks, you know, but the quarantine, you know, cloth masks while they're playing. That they're not, you know, they're not going to have kids having to do that, you know, um, while they're playing if, if they don't want to, that kind of stuff. So it, you know, how how's it going to go? I mean, uh, and I'll be honest, uh, you know, uh, this is more of my younger daughter that's playing. She was talking about playing with a mask on, you know, to you know, if she's playing second base that underneath her, her actual infielder's mask that she'll have a, a cloth mask. And that's like, I'm not sure how that's going to function, but, you know, if that's how you feel safe, I guess, yeah. you know, that's – your coach lets you, that's what you can do, sure. you know. Um, but coaches were like, yeah, you know, if we've got to do all that, is it worth playing? Right. You know, Uh so that's something that uh, I guess each coach and, and players will have to make that decision. You know, umpire, umpires too, guys. Umpires too. How's this going to work? You know, I know we've all been told that there, when the surveys went out to what the administrators and the, and the umpires, that there were a number of umpires that said they weren't going to umpire. So, are there going to be enough umpires? Uh, if not, I mean, are we going to see one man crew? Uh, where the, the the umpire stands behind the pitcher and calls balls and strikes, and then does then does base work as well. I mean, that's a lot of questions with that as well, to me anyway. Could um, you imagine the pressure on an umpire to call a varsity game uh, solo? A, a solo, that <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, whether it's softball or, or or baseball. I mean, come on, they have a hard enough time making people uh, uh, happy when there's a two-man crew or even during state where you've got a four-man crew. Uh, sometimes they can't do anything right. And now you're going to lump that on one person and especially in kind of, you know, stressful times to begin with. Mm -hmm. I've know? seen actually, actually two Midwest league games where one of the umpires got hurt in the middle of the game and one guy had to work the rest of it. Oh, and it was, you know, behind home plate and then try and make 
try and you know flip a coin on all the base calls. So yeah, yeah, especially but, at that level, gee, many Christmas. So again, you know, they go ahead, Jeff. Just have the kids call it call the game themselves, other than behind <laughs> the plate. I say yeah. have the parents do it. Oh, have gee. a parent behind home plate call balls and strikes and outs and you know safe and all that kind of stuff. And then if they're wrong, they can get yelled at. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, and, and here's another uh, question regarding umpires too. What happens when an umpire comes down with COVID? If they do, mm-hmm. more than likely, usually they're probably working multiple double headers or, or multiple games in a week. So do all of those teams that had that umpire working, you know, now, especially well, if, if it was if it was a home plate umpire, especially where you're in yeah. close contact with with the catcher. So, yeah, yep. a lot of questions. And of course, and of course, you know, you're like, well, he's only in contact with one or two. But while well, you have batters that are there in close proximity, not yep. to mention that catcher is going off and you know interacting with teammates and and everything. So even though it seems like a really small pool of people he's interacting with we know how this you know we hear how this thing spreads so it's a legitimate concern and you know and and it's the uncertainty about things that makes us so you know uh, it makes it so hard because we don't have a blueprint for anything like this you know, hell, we don't even know how covering games will necessarily work compared to how we've done it in the past. Uh, nevertheless, how they're going to play and how these extra measures are done, there, there's no blueprint. Um, you know, there's still a lot of questions about how this thing's, you know, how it spreads and, you know, what things really do work and, and what things are detrimental. I mean, you still can't even get people to agree on whether cloth masks work or not, or what type of cloth cloth masks work, and herd immunity, and isolation, and all this stuff that nobody agrees on. And now you're trying to go on and do something, and you've got no background or no information. Uh, you're, you're guessing, is, I guess, is the biggest thing. If you're guessing that things are going to work out or, or be this way. And that, We're the first. <laughs> yeah. You know. We are. You know, you, you, the entire country is, is looking at Iowa here for over the next month and a half or two months, whatever it is. Uh, the entire world, for that matter, to see how this works, to see how this goes. Um, and you just hope that it's – I hope we represent ourselves better than we did during the caucuses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, but, you know, it, to me, that's a little, you know, somebody's, if, if something goes wrong here, man, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be scapegoated, <laughs> I think. And uh, that's, I guess that's why the, the folks with the, that's why they have the, the big money jobs, right? I guess at the association, at the union, the governor's office, things like that. So, but let's hope for the best. I mean, bottom line. Right? And- the one thing, even though I, I think coaches, you know, obviously are, are shouldering the, the biggest burden here with some of the things like 
have to take, take temperatures and, and everything. Um, just uh, to share this, I personally, uh, you know, am higher at risk for, for some of the health things that I'm dealing with. Um, you know, I, I'm concerned, you know, going back and interacting with people. I sent out a message to coaches yesterday saying, hey, if I come out and cover games, would you be willing to do phone interviews afterwards to avoid face-to-face -face interactions? So in other words, you know, I'd sit there, I'd cover the game, either from where I'm sitting or from the car, call them up instead of waiting till their huddle breaks and talk to coach and a player or two face-to-face. And all of them uh, responded, we'll do whatever you need. I think they, they are trying to be as flexible as possible, which is uh, uh, really, a, a, you know, says a lot about the coaches that, hey, okay, if we need to do this, that's what we're going to do because I think we all agree that coaches play or, or no play. Obviously they, they want to get back on the field because they love what they do and they love the sport that they're in, but they're, they're concerned about the of players and they want to do what's, what's best for the players and everybody uh, involved. Guys, it was, um, and Nathan, you were there that week too, back in the, the boys tournament. Um, how bizarre that just from the start of the week, everything's normal uh, on Monday, uh, you know, you're shaking hands, you're slapping people on the back, you know, interviewing them up close. And then totally by the end of the week, you're not touching anybody. You're trying to stand as far away, you know, back from them while you're interviewing them. And, you know, uh, me being Mr. Paranoia, a couple of loose balls flew over into the media area. I catch them, throw them back to the kids, immediately grab the grab the hand sanitizer. It's just uh, it's weird. Uh, and and you know, like you said, Katie, this is um, I don't know. It's our new normal, I, I guess, to use that phrase that I hate, but um, it is <laughs> everybody's new normal. You know, I, I, I just want to share one of the things. Obviously, I think a lot of people know that uh, uh, my, older, my older daughter is going to have her sophomore season for Xavier. Um, you know, when this came out, I'm, I'm one of those people that I, I, I'm glad they're getting a season, but I'm, I'm really freaking nervous. I, I really am. And I, I still am unsure, you know, how this will affect people beyond the players. Because, right, high school kids, relatively healthy, uh, more than healthy, are going to be fine. But it's who they come in contact with outside of that that we'll see, you know, bigger issues. So I was nervous, but we've always let our daughters make the choice. Hey, if that's what you want to do, we'll support it. The one thing that we told them is, you know, if you play, then you need to know the consequences. Could be nothing. 
could be coming home and infecting somebody else. But whatever you do, you make that decision and then you go full steam ahead. No worrying about, okay, I'm going to get sick or somebody else. No, you can't do that. But what we, what we have done is decided, okay, if you're going to play, this is what, this is what we're going to do to try to, try to, uh, for lack of a better, mitigate, since that's been used, uh, so much since March, um, the effects. So the process when you come home is when you're in the garage, you're going to strip down after, you know, spray all your stuff down, strip down, go wash your clothes, jump in the shower, rinse off, and then you can start mingling with the rest of the family. And it's going to be up in the ass, but that's what we're going to do because, you know, uh, want to make sure my wife and I stay healthy. Um, want to make sure her sister stays healthy. Well, the same thing when her sister plays. Um, you know, I, I guess people are going to have to find a way if they make that decision to kind of maybe put some extra measures to ensure, you know, people remain healthy. And that's one way that we're dealing with it. So, I Pilchy, I say you just get the holes out. <laughs> it's, there you go. It's, uh, they get out of their cars, you know, head toward the garage, you know, throw them a little soap, turn that sucker on the hose wise. There you go. Kind of like the pulp. And you fiction, let him in the house. The Pulp Fiction scene with uh, when they were trying to clean up uh, Jules and Vincent Vega after the <laughs> accidental shooting. Yeah, we could do that. So, but um, Lindy, Lindy, you've been quiet over there. What are you no, thinking I'm just, about? I, I, I'm, I'm being a good listener. No, share us some of your expertise. What are you thinking? I don't know what's going to happen. Like you said, it's a it's a whole new road. There's not a map, and um, we'll see. I don't know. I um, I hope things work out. I think they'll work out, and. Um, uh, you know, I'm not, like you said, I'm not going to rip anybody for making a decision to play or not play. And I think, uh, I think we'll know a lot more in, in two months, whether this, uh, whether this experiment worked or not. And I think it will, I, I, I think it's going to work. I think we've got smart people here and, uh, I think, uh, I think things are going to be okay. See, you had a lot to say. Is there anything you'd like to see them implement or do um, in addition to what we've seen in guidelines or change in those guidelines? As far as keeping people clean and, and safe? Or um, just anything, anything that they, you know. I, I think they've got a good handle on it. Um, you know, the list that the Department of Ed put out, I think – that was a, a good list, uh, an extensive list. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know what more beyond that they can do other than, I, other than shutting it down. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, I, I think a fan restriction needs to be put in place. Yeah, maybe. You know, maybe. 
Um, I understand playing in an empty, you know, playing in front of nobody takes mm-hmm. away part of the student athlete experience. I think if you limited it to family only, yeah, I think that should I think that should have been done. And That's I might get hate mail from it, but you know what, uh, John John Q. Public right now doesn't need to go watch a high school baseball game. Yeah, you know, you let you let the family the family come. You don't need other students showing up. Um, and I don't want to hear, well, it's it's a school thing. And how many? Very rarely do you see large groups of students attending yeah. baseball and softball. That's just that's maybe just, maybe what you do is you know you you limit a roster right to- now. You, you limit a roster to 15 people and each of those 15 people puts a list of four people at the pass gate and those 60 people are the people that get to come for each school. See, and that's, a, that's another thing too. How are, how are they going to handle gates? You know, is it, uh, you know, are you going to have people working there handling money? I, I know I heard, some I can't remember where I saw or heard the kind of the suggestion of kind of a free free will, free will offering. offering. So you're not actually yeah. having a lot of people handling money and and that exchanging hands. Yeah. Um, um, but then again, who's going to enforce these things? You know, are you putting more I pressure heard, on administrators? Yeah, I heard it's going to take up to eight people to host an event. And those are going to be as far, teachers as far and other as, coaches. As far as administrators, out. yeah. At, at a big school, it's going to take eight, up to eight people to uh, to police things. Really? And I'd, I'd like to say I'm sorry, Jeff, that you won't be able to enjoy the fine Jefferson concession stand at all this season. Don't mind. Yeah, the cabin. I know. No I popcorn for me for any game I might cover, and that really kind of pisses me off, so – Bring your own. I guess so. What can you do, right? We'll bring our own pastries to games. There you go. <laughs> so, anything you know, else? That puts, a, that puts a burden too. We talked about money. Yeah. You know, and now they're not going to have probably one of the things that they make money on. Not just Jefferson and other, you know, other booster clubs. Not going to have concession stands to make uh, money off uh, lackeys like us buying food from them, you know. Maybe what are you gonna do? maybe you you have to make increase the amount of uh, of admission. Maybe it's ten dollars per person. No. I don't know because somebody's got to pay for the umpires too. Right. Every time you turn those baseball or softball lights on, that's money you're spending. Yeah. So. Maybe, Maybe you play day play game. Yeah, that's fine. Start at three in the afternoon. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't be against that. Of course, JJ, we played at a time when Washington didn't have lights. That's right. Um, I think it was so 3, 30, 30, 5, 30? Yeah. Right when that sun sun was coming down. <laughs> uh, so the, yep. Second so base and right field, man. Staring right, staring right into it. So that'll put, uh, that'll put a challenge back into some. Contests if, Absolutely. If Washington Absolutely. Do that, but 
Anybody have anything else to say? Uh, have fun, kids and coaches, and um, and but and be safe. There you go. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, I would just echo with JJ. The one thing that's going to really be tested is understanding. Not to sound too goofy, but you know what? Uh, it, it's gonna. It's really gonna. Uh, it's gonna challenge the maturity level of a lot of parents. A lot of players, a lot of coaches, that you're going to have to have understanding up and down the lineup. Yeah. You know, if if you show up and you sit somewhere you're not supposed to sit, somebody comes over and says, "Hey, move! Don't be a jerk, you know, or jack wagon. Move." Yeah. You know, if if something is, you know, if Johnny gets put somewhere uh, because of social distancing, don't say, "Hey, why is my kid sitting over here?" and cause all kinds of headaches, um, you know, with the coach. Or if Johnny ends up, you know, with a 99.8 degree temp at the start of practice and coach sends Johnny home, you know, don't come storming up there and say, my kid's fine, he's just fine. Mm -hmm. You know, why'd you do that? You didn't do that to somebody else. You've got, you've got to work together in this thing. Mm -hmm. You know. People just need to be good to each other, and and right. most people will, some won't, and uh, you know those people probably don't belong at the ballpark. Yeah, and you know it's it's new for everybody. No coaches haven't been through this, administrators haven't been through this, players certainly haven't been through this. You know, you you just you just got to take it for what it is, and just be thankful that you're getting on the field and hold that everybody stays safe, like J.J. said. Yeah. All right. Well. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Nathan, thanks for putting this together. And uh, one of these days, we'll have an 11 o'clock meeting on Monday together again. Uh, it's good to see your faces. So We'll have to hit launch. Yeah. Yeah. Now that we're all up, uh, we'll, uh, we'll find something good to eat. So. We'll talk to you guys soon and uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening people. And uh, looks like we'll see you at a ballpark here soon.